I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How is it going? Hi, Ellen. Um, it's going good. It's really good. Yeah. We had a very nice day today. Yeah. I should hope so. I mean, we're filming on, we're recording on Mother's Day. So. Mother's Day. Happy late Mother Day, Mother's Day. My goodness. To you who are listening. Um, I've already said it enough to my mom, so she's fine. Whatever. She's hit her quota. Um, <laughs> today we're chatting about X's and O's by Amy Leah, but first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? I did read the second book in the Bow Street Runner oh, Bachelor yeah, right. series. Yeah. Because um, we read the first book, This Earl of Mine. We read that last week for the podcast. Yes. And then I read To Catch an Earl, yes. which is the second book in that series. And I liked it. It's It was fun. Um, yes. And if you did not see on Facebook, we had... Two winners for that contest that was going on last week. The book giveaway. The book giveaway. Um, and it is going to Lori and Tiernan, who I've already been in contact with and gotten addresses from them. So they will have signed books of This Earl of Mine coming their way. Um, for me, I continue to just read fourth grade books. <laughs> And um, I will say also that um, it has been like, because these books that we're reading for this go around are a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like coming of age and they all have kind of some more introspective dilemmas and things like that. Um, and so like my kids kept saying, emotional damage they'd always say that to each other and then they would also like always say oh my god like anytime they just saw somebody who was sad they'd be like oh my gosh look at how depressed he's suffering from depression and like all this stuff and I'm just like pause friends <laughs> I'm like let's talk for a second about actual emotional damage and actual depression and um and so in this book, one of these books that we're reading, there's, like, actual depression that's on the page. And um, it's been kind of nice to, like, see their shift in, you know, like, I can talk their ear off, but seeing it in a book that they're reading is a lot more effective than... Because you can be sad and not have depression. Right. Yes, exactly. And so that's... Because <laughs> they would be, like... I don't know, like, somebody in the class would, somebody in the, a movie that we'd be watching would be sad. And they're like, why is he suffering from depression? Like, talking about a joke. I'm like, let's not make light of, of depression and actual emotional damage. Um, I don't know. So it just, like, kind of furthers my, my thinking that books really can 
make little empathetic souls of all of us. And you learn stuff from books. Yeah. Um, other than that, I we went and saw the new Guardians movie. We did. It was delightful. It was. Um, Tear. Tear. If you are at all an animal lover, like, just have a trigger warning in place because it's really just, like, for the friends who love animals. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little triggering sometimes. But, um, but it was really fun, and we had a nice time. Um, it was Teacher Appreciation Week. Ellen made out like a bandit. I did. Um, it was really nice. We had nice things in place and I, I got lots of gifts. I will say it's kind of funny because I put, so at the beginning of the year, they have everybody fill out like a staff favorites list to, um, so you say like, yes, I, I do like candles. Yes, I do like body lotions. Um, or, and like your favorite stores, your favorite snack, whether or not you drink coffee, that kind of stuff. Um, and I put, Last year I was not specific enough and I, I just got kind of an odd sometimes assortment of things. So I was like, I'm going to be super specific this time. I'm like, <laughs> I like white cheddar Cheez-Its and Haribo gummy bears. And let me tell you. What'd you get, Ellen? A shit ton of <laughs> white cheddar Cheez-Its and Haribo gummy bears. I will not have to buy either for at least a couple weeks. Sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll believe that when I say <laughs> But, uh, so that was nice. Um, I will say, um, you know, in the, in the teacher community, they talk about how the, the month of May gets to be kind of hard and like you have teacher burnout. Um, those are very real things. They're very real things. That I am currently suffering from. <laughs> Uh, Especially once you get past the state testing and then it's just like, uh, I mean, the kids have it. And so it just makes yours worse. Well, and not only that, but like you have a lot of stuff. So you have state testing, but you also just have like a lot of other stuff, like the extracurricular school stuff gets to be a lot during April and May. And so it's just kind of like, and it really just, and I also had like a busy week personally, like I had something to do every night this week after school, some good, some not as fun. Um, and so I kind of, um, hit my wall and maybe had a slight emotional breakdown. Did you? I didn't notice. (laughs) So my mom and I, so we have this thing at our, in our church where you like are assigned to clean it, like clean the church building, clean the church building. And it only comes around like once every six months that you're on, on so the list. So says you. It seems to come around a lot more Whatever. than that. That's because you're a big baby. <laughs> um, and I admittedly don't have a great attitude about it, but I really did not want to do it this week because it's on Saturday morning at eight in the morning. And um, I was just really frustrated because I'm like, this is my one day. That I get to sleep it's in. Everybody's one day to sleep well, I in. I know, but it's at mine. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, I'm just gonna put my tunes in and zone out. And then we were mopping this one. F- I was mopping this floor, and first of all, the like mopping system at our church is really stupid. But second of all, 
it just kept getting soapier. Like no matter what I did, I like only put a wet mop head on it and it was still just getting soapy. And I think what happened, my only explanation is there was hand soap on the ground and it just kept getting, but I was just, I hit, I don't know why this is what was the needle, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but it was. But that back broke. <laughs> and I came in to mom and I was very upset. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm just so tired. I've had such a long week. And your mom's just like, just leave. Just go away. Just go away. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I should have said, get in there and mop that effing floor. <laughs> Baby. Um, but, you know, it happens, mom. Ellen, I'm well aware. And I told you you're home. And I came home and made fun of you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I knew as soon as she came home that she was going to harass me. and I didn't harass you. Whatever. Whatever. I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> you said something. Oh, I told you you didn't have to do the cards for the Mother's Day thing. Whatever. And you're like, <laughs> and I said, I'm just trying to take something off your plate so you don't lose your freaking mind. Um, you know, and in the midst of all that, we had to read a book. <laughs> So I maybe, well, no spoilers, but I maybe didn't have the best attitude heading into this book. So, um, oh, other than that, I've been watching um, the H3 podcast, which is a thing on YouTube, and it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. It's a little bit surrealist slash stupid humor, but it's been bringing me joy lately. I've also went down a, there was a night where, so after we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy... I, it was like a late, later show than we usually, it was, it kept me up a little bit later than I usually start going to bed. And I was also drank like a ginormous Diet Coke during this movie, um, which usually that does not do much to me, but it really did something to me because I could not fall asleep. Also, it did not help that I went down a black, uh, internet hole of, um, looking up the Taylor Swift tea, um, about her new bow. Um, and I also taught mom the term spill the tea this week. And then it was in the book. And then it was in the book. <laughs> so you're welcome. I, like, I know what that means. <laughs> um, so that's what I've been up to this week is emotional breakdowns, Taylor Swift tea, and fourth grade books about depression. <laughs> Your life sounds so glamorous. Also, allergies and some sort of, like, sinus. I know, you guys, you're so shocked that I'm sick. Um, Whatever. But. I'm perfectly healthy. My life is great. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely something going on in my classroom because I've had, like, a bunch of kids out sick. And, um, and I, you know, I think, I think. Well, I think allergies are really bad. And then I think that just kind of breaks down everybody's immune system. Yeah. Okay, today we're chatting about X's and O's by Amy Leah. This is the second book in the Influencer series. It was preceded by her debut novel, Set on You, and it is set to be followed by the third book in the series, The Catch. Um, X's and O's came out in January of this year. She has a book outside the series set to come out this September called um, Woke Up Like This, and it's kind of, it's a cute premise. I read it, and it's, um, it's kind of like 13 going on 30, but like both the guy and the girl 
wake up and they're all of a sudden in their thirties. Um, so that'd be awful. <laughs> that would be pretty awful. Um, and like they're married in their third, like married to each other in their thirties. Oh, wow. So they have to like figure out why are we married? Like, what's the deal with that? And can we bang? <laughs> Obviously. Um, okay. Here is the back cover description for X's and O's. A romance novel obsessed social media influencer revisits her exes on her hunt for true love in this romantic comedy from the author of Set on You. Romance novel connoisseur Tara Chen has had her heart broken 10 times by 10 different men, all of whom dumped her because of her stage five clinger tendencies. Nevertheless, Tara is determined to find the one. The only problem, classic me-cutes are dead thanks to modern dating apps. So Tara decides to revisit her exes in hopes of securing her very own trope-worthy second chance romance. Boston firefighter Trevor Metcalf will be the first to rush into a burning building, but the last to rush into a relationship. Love it just isn't his thing. When his new roommate, uh, Tara, enlists him to help her reconnect with her exes, he reluctantly agrees, but Tara's journey is leading him to discover his own new chapter. The more time they spend together, the more Tara realizes Trevor seems to be the only one who appreciates her authentic, dramatic self. To claim their happily ever after, can Tara and Trevor read between the lines of their growing connection? Mom. What did you think of X's and O's? Here's what I think about X's and O's. I wasn't crazy about it at the beginning because I'm not crazy about the premise. Uh-huh. Then I was okay in the middle. Uh-huh. And then I did not like it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would give it a... Eh. Yeah. Is I'm... That, is that fair? Yeah. I'm like... I did not like large swaths of it. Um, but there are some things that I really did like. And so I'm somewhere in that. And also it's like I said, I think I'm, it was wrong book, wrong time for me. Honestly, I think what my mental state needed was no book probably. (laughs) Um, but. However, I was in a, my, I was in an okay state and I still didn't love it. And I I was going to say, but I also have some beef that I think I would have had even if it was the right time to read this book for me. Um, Especially if I'm reading it for the podcast, because as we've discussed, it's just the things that bug us just are a lot more glaring. Really pop. um, When we have to read it for the podcast. Um, I, yeah, I guess we'll just talk about it. Um, What did you think of Tara as our heroine? Tara was my main problem with the book. Same. And I, for for an educated, grown-ass woman, she did the stupidest things. <laughs> and it would just frustrate me to no end. She did not read like a nurse. Does no, that sound like? No, not at all. She, she just was really, it, I was telling Ellen, it reminded me of um, Wrong Number. What was the book? Mr. Wrong Number. Mr. Wrong Number. Where, you know, it's supposed to be, college-educated grown-up, and they just do the dumbest things. She just did very immature things. First of all, the whole premise of the, you know, wanting a second-chance romance, so going after your exes, they've already dumped you once. The fact that they even would acknowledge you again would be... Yeah. Yeah, I have another question about that later. Okay, so I won't go too much into that. Um, 
there were things I liked about Tara. I liked how open she was. I liked how she, you know, if she wanted to know something, she would just straight up ask. I mm-hmm. liked um, how forward how forward she was that way. Um, but she just... And are you going to ask about the... Yes. Okay, so I won't go too much into it. But by the end of the book, or the, the way she behaves at the end of the book is just so immature and so... Yeah. So I was just reading it thinking, what the crap is even going on right now? <laughs> it was the most ridiculous scene in a book I've ever read. Yeah. Especially um, with 30-year-old women. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like you say, There, there's like some things I like about her and they're basically the ones that you touched on. Just that, you know, I do like that she gets him to be a little bit more emotionally aware. And I do, I do like things that she says and there's, you know, there's instances where I'm like, yeah, good point. And there's even instances where I was like, oh my gosh, am I this girl? Like there's (laughs) some things like that. And and that was hard because I'm like, I don't like this girl, but am I this girl? (laughs) No, I would tell you if you were acting like that. And that was hard. Um, But overall, like, she kind of annoyed me for a large part of this book. She does not make the most stable decisions. She's, to put it kindly, flighty and frivolous. Yeah. Um, And she's kind of a cliche 90s rom-com heroine, but, like, all the worst parts of that. Well, I told Ellen, I said, I'm so tired of these heroines that hate to exercise, and only eat junk food. I mean, she literally eats Cheetos and chicken nuggets. Like, that's all we see her eat in this book. And, um, but she's just flaunting around in a bikini, and she just has no problems. And it's just, you know, so she's obviously... I mean, there are some people like that. I know there are, and I hate them too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. If you're one of those, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry We can't be friends. Um, but she's just kind of like, when I say 90s rom-com heroine, she's just kind of that, like, oh, I fell over. Oh, I can't help but, like, run into things and, and just cause havoc and mayhem no matter where I go. And it's like, oh, and, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. So, but I will say, like, one thing. I did write down this quote. And this is an instance of where I was like, yes, I like this. Because I do like the commentary on getting away from the term, like, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And just, like, writing off women because... They're emotional. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) I mean, but how I, I say that with the caveat where a lot of the stuff that did bug me about her was like, girl, you need to calm down a little bit. Like kind of how I felt yesterday. I'm just saying. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, But like, but that is an, an, and I acknowledge that that was like an emotional breakdown. Yeah. Like that I literally had like a moment. Right. Yeah. But she just, she like really leans into some like stalkerish behavior and like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about the ex stuff. But Some unappealing behavior when it comes to looking for her exes. Yeah. But this is a quote that I wrote down. She said, maybe the real issue here is that some men can't confront their emotions. Instead of taking responsibility for your own behavior, it's easier to screw us, write us off as loons, and forget about us. 
And I did like that kind of stuff that's in this book where it's um, kind of more of a like commentary on, yeah, women are, you know, it's all the stuff that <laughs> it's funny, like talking to fourth graders about the women's rights movement. And cause I have a very boy heavy class and they're all just like, well, what's, what's, what was going on? And I'm like, well, like women couldn't own property and like women couldn't vote and couldn't ha have and, certain jobs and like getting them to understand like that that's still something that you know but I don't want to get into too, too deep in it with the you know 10 year olds but um but yeah that like we're still having to combat this kind of like if you know and I've also been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift and when she has the song <laughs> the man where it's like if a man were to do this he's called like alpha or, but if a girl does it, it's bitchy and bossy and, you know, or slutty or whatever. But it's, like, cool and, and admirable if Leo's dating a girl, oh. like, two-thirds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that he could be her, her father. Like, just out of legality. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I did, like, that part of her narrative and her story. Um, what did we think of Trevor as our hero? Well, he's our typical, I'll tell you. <laughs> How many books am I going to read to have the scene? And this is not just against this book. It's a very typical thing. Have the scene where, I don't think it's going to fit. Oh, it'll fit. I, it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, how often does that actually ever happen? Because it's a little ridiculous. Anyway. In um, romance, it happens. Like all the time. I'm well aware. of the time, it happens every time. Every time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, Trevor was fine. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Literally what I wrote. <laughs> there were things about him that were irritating. Well. And here's the thing, Mom. He's a firefighter. He's and a, I'm walking away from that saying he's fine. He's like, a, he, he's okay. <laughs> like, this should be a home run for me. I think um, the way he was written was a little okay. Here's inconsistent. Is that fair to say? Definitely. We'll talk about, I mean, I have a lot to say about him in the ending, but um, I never really connected to either of them, which I recognize is part of my own stuff that I had going on. But I think with him, he's kept kind of distant from us for basically the whole book. And I do think that this book probably could have benefited from a dual POV if for no other reason than to, like, get us out of her head every once in a while. Well, and I think they were trying to go for, like, the hating game, hating game thing where it's like, oh, big surprise. He's been into her the whole time. But it's not a big surprise. And it's... It's not a big surprise, and it's also not earned. Like, even yeah. though it's it's not a big surprise. He's I mean, literally got his dick in another woman when he first meets her, and then he talks about how he falls in love with her the first time he sees her, and it's like, dude, that's screwed up. <laughs> my, I mean, my thing is that I think it kind of, I don't know, I don't love... For me, his whole thing at the end where it's just like, I've been in love with you this whole time. Like, as soon as we met, literally from the second I had my dick in another woman. Um, <laughs> from that moment. <laughs> but, like, he's like, I've been in love with you this whole time. And it's just been so hard because, like, I've been so mad for you. But it's like, 
I don't know. It, 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 but he was still bringing other women home to bang other women while they were there. Yeah. Because she has to sit and listen to him have sex with other women. Correct. She talks about that. Yes. So if he's in love with her from the get-go, he's got a funky way of showing it. <laughs> well, and, and so, like, his whole... I don't know. I was going to say this for later. But, like, his whole thing of, you know, by the end, he's, like, a completely changed man. I needed that to not be quite so jarring yeah. because it's just like she spent the entire book thinking he's this playboy and man whore and commitment phobe and then at the end he's like I'd marry you tomorrow like and it's like whoa where the hell is this coming well, from? Well and we've talked about this before when you have a character who's kind of a playboy like that and you know you get him in historicals and in and in yeah. um, contemporaries, we need to see the change. Right. You can't just go from screwing everybody to being in love with someone and, and, and then it's okay. Yeah. I mean, we need to see the, the evolution Which there. is where I think maybe a dual POV could have helped, but if not a dual POV, because maybe they were trying... See, that's where like I think Hating Game does it well is first of all, like, there's history that we don't even read on the page, right? Where it, you know, we can, we can, we can kind of... We come in in the middle of their correct. relationship. Yeah. And I think that she does a better job of showing you on the page, like, the progression, right? And where... Um, well, plus, he wasn't a man whore in, in yeah, that's that true. we know of. I mean, but yeah. it starts off with when they first meet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the true. earliest scene we, we're shown. But he, there's never any talk of him sleeping around. Well, and he is still talking, like, even when he does stop sleeping with other people, he still is, like, talking to her about how commitment is, like, a really challenging thing for him. But by the end, he's just, like... Sign me up. Let's do this. Let's I'm babies. in it. Let's go. Like, I can't imagine being, living my life without you. And I'm like, from whence has this come? Like, yeah. I just, there needed to be more. And I think maybe if she, like, pulled back on the ex's storyline and gave them more time to, like, work through some of, or, or just have more moments together, like... For more conversations. Yeah, like that maybe that would have helped too, but I just didn't buy into it. Like that that big of a change and also, I don't know, their relationship in general. Like I didn't feel like they had great chemistry um, other than when at the end he's like, oh my gosh, I've fantasized about nothing but this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So he was just kind of, and I, I don't feel like we ever really, like, we're told what his stuff is, but, like, I didn't ever really felt like we got to know him all that well. Um, okay, let's talk about the ex premise. So her kind of hunting down all of these exes, um, and seeing not even where it went wrong, but, like, seeing if she can take another crack at it. I just think 
there's something inherently wrong with this as a, as an idea. Um, and I was always kind of with him in that there's a reason that these didn't work out. And yeah. some of them weren't. And they, it's straight up tell her. Yeah. This is why I dumped you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like cringy to sit and, and li- to, ha- to think that she's putting those guys through that. Yeah. Um, including her ex-fiance, who was a dick anyway, but. Well, she never really tried. In fairness, she never really tries to get like back. With she him. doesn't try to get back with him, but she does ask him. You know, why did you break up with me? Which seems like a little too little, too late to be asking that. But um, I don't know. My whole thing is, why did you go out with him in the first? I place? mean, listen, I hate online dating as much as the next person, if not more so than the next person. But I don't know that this plan is it. Like, and I mean, we're not the biggest fans of second chance as a trope. Um, so that was already hard for me to buy into. And I really don't know why her friends are like, you're still just going to only pursue, like when she even kind of like hints at like being interested in Trevor, her friends are like, oh, that's not a good idea. You just need to pursue this X plan. I'm like, how are you encouraging her in this? Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I would be like, really girl? Is this what we're going to do? There's a, there's a straight up normal guy in yeah. front of her living who's with like her really who's hot. interested and, and you're going to push her to go after the old boyfriends yeah i don't know there i yeah and and also just like i said i really think that the x plot go cuz like it's still going you know at like all the way through the book all the way through the book and um and i i wanted there to be like less fixation from her on that and maybe a little bit more. Well, one of the reasons I really had a problem getting into this book is because I didn't like the X plot. The X plot. And um, I think there's some fun stuff with it, and I do think, but I don't know. It's... it's uh, Well, so I really had a hard time getting into the book, and then I kind of was enjoying the part in the middle where her and Trevor are kind of hanging out and, and yeah. having a good time and, you know, goofing around together and... And, um, but that's what I mean, is there needed to be more of that. Right. And, like, pulling back on the... Or uh, not had this. <laughs> not having it at all would have been fine with me. But, um, yeah. anyway, and and then there was an end part, which I know we're going to talk about later. But, gosh, yeah. dang, it, it was like a crap show. I couldn't even... <laughs> okay, where... Where I do enjoy this book is the trope stuff, even if her and I have wildly different taste in tropes. Um, but it was, it was like, nice entry for a romance reader, and it did make for some, like, fun conversations in her trying to, like, educate him on romance tropes. Are, are and... you going to ask me a question about the influencer stuff? Uh, yes, I am. That's okay, the next question. So I won't go into that. Correct. Um, I will, uh, okay, I wrote down two quotes for talking about the trope stuff, though. The first one is this. The thing about being an avid romance reader is everyone assumes you're either a recluse with 11 cats trying to escape your lonely, pathetic life or a sex-crazed fiend. No in-between. And yes. Yes. I can attest. I think I even highlighted that for you. Yes, you did. Because literally my last relationship, it was like... It kind of became a thing with, like, him and, I mean, honestly, I think, I mean, I'm not going to get into, because I told mom literally that 
I'm like, I didn't talk about why we broke up, right? And she's like, no. And I'm like, right? Because <laughs> um, it is kind of like getting into like his business. But um, I do think that this perception of a romance reader is part of why we broke up. Well, I think people think that romance readers have unrealistic expectations from their relationships. Yes. And I don't think that is accurate. Well, and I, and honestly, okay, I'll, I'll hold this comment actually. But yes, I agree. And I think that, um, yeah, and it's, and we've talked about this before because I know I've even mentioned this before, but it's just like, I... It's like if you read, say, James Bond's book, if you really got into, like, action mm -hmm. adventure books, do you expect that from your life all the time? No, absolutely not. It's a, it's a way of escape. And that's what romance is. It's yeah. You don't expect, you know, grand gestures and all this kind of crazy stuff to go on in your real life all the time. I mean, I think that a lot of guys could... Benefit. Benefit. Well, from and so it. this is the other quote I wrote down is, I'm sorry you feel so threatened by depictions of fi of fictional men doing more than the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think that's where male readers of romance could benefit is like realizing where the bare minimum is, realizing that romance novels are like the fantasy and where can I meet in the middle <laughs> somewhere? Yeah. Um, well, and you, you just want to find joy and it doesn't have to be, you know, the, what we read on the page that's, you know, we know is not, every guy is not going to live up to that expectation. But also, you know, not every guy has to have the conversation of, is it going to fit? <laughs> we don't necessarily expect that. <laughs> and if the sex can be just as good with just average but, size. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and... The fact that, like, I mean, people call, we've already talked about this, but, like, romance, like, mom porn and all that kind of stuff. But it's, like, especially, like, people who are, like, pornography is healthy and then they come at romance as being, like, whimsical fiction. It's, like, don't come at me with that, please. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe fix yourself before you come at me, please. It Thank might be you. some people do read it for that, but. I read it for the flirting, the banter, the... Well, listen, you're not going to read this book or many of our other gromance, many, any of the other books. If you want freaking, if you're coming to romance for that, I can, this book was very I can point you in other directions yeah, where you'd be getting a <laughs> much stronger helping of that. Um, but, um, yeah. So I did like that kind of stuff. I mean, we always like... You know, we're very self-referential. We like yeah. we like a good romance commentary as well. Um, okay, so we've had influencer types before, and I seem to recall that it has previously not worked all that well for us. With well, it's not influencer. a lifestyle that I... Yeah, I would say that that streak continues is where I was going with yes. that. Well, I... <laughs> I have a problem with her, her need to... First of all, I was telling Ellen, I said... I have a huge problem with the fact that she's talking about these exes on her live stream stuff, giving names and information about them out mm -hmm. to a public 
that these guys don't even know that she's like looking for them and yeah. here she's talking about them yeah on in a public forum and that seems problematic to me yeah I just can't relate to someone who is giving a minute by minute on social media. I mean, but okay, so this is where my existential crisis came in at my annoyance with her because I was I was telling mom, I'm like, I don't do that. Like, I know that I share, I know that you guys know. When her period is. I know that <laughs> you guys are aware of my cycle and I know that you're aware of like some of my sexual preferences without me ever having had sex but um so I know that you guys know a lot about me um and then there's even a quote in this book about like the parasocial relation between um people who share their lives on the internet but um as we do as, as we know <laughs> yeah um but I'm not this bad right well I think like there's a difference between what we, what we do, and then sitting in a coffee shop waiting for your date to come, and you're, like, live reporting your date. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. here I am live at the scene of where I'm going to be meeting X. Yeah, and gives the name. And gives the name and is physically in the coffee shop <laughs> where they, where she is, um... I don't know. Like, honestly, y'all, I would not have as much social media as I do if it weren't for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only reason I'm on most of it is um, is for you guys um, and to share the occasional picture of my dog because I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um. But, yeah. No, I don't think... I found her stuff very annoying. And I hope... So did I. But that's where I was like, am I like that? <laughs> so please let us know if you guys think we're exactly like that. Because then we'll be like, oh, that's, Cause, cause that's disappointing. Because <laughs> I was spending the whole book. I'm like, girl, you are sharing way too much. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's people that know. Well, like, and the one I really had a problem with, I was like, oh, no, you're not is after at the conflict, which we're going to talk about. But as soon as, like, they have this big, like, blow up, the first thing she does is gets on and starts talking about it, like, live streaming, talking about it. Well, I don't know that it's the first thing that she does. I think that those, like, cutaways to her, like... She's in the Uber driving home from the from the party. Oh, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I was just like, really? All this just went down... And your first thought is to get online and share all this information with, I mean, go fix your life, honey. And then, I don't know, it it was off-putting to me in a huge way. Yeah. Vlogs are just like, I mean, because she's essentially just doing like a vlog of some sort. Vlogs are not necessarily like my go-to preferred um, like internet content. Um, I like a more well-edited commentary does, video per she se does do romance book reviews which is exactly what we do i know that's <laughs> what i'm saying i'm like but i like to think we're not as annoying as her <laughs> I, I like to think that well, um i i don't know if it's accurate <laughs> listen i mean we have some we do have some like um 
some rogue like one star reviews on um so what okay but here's my theory on that it's either somebody who just really doesn't like us which fair enough like I don't How like can us people not like us? I don't. There's sometimes I don't like us either. I don't like you all the time. Or I, I was like, it's, <laughs> it's like an author's. Uh, we didn't like the book. An author's like brother or something about, and like, they found us talking about their book, and they were like, "Mom's opening a di- a Dr Pepper." I am sorry. Um, but that's my theory because why else would you give us one story? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, we have given some books from pretty low rates. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, like, maybe this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, let's talk about the conflict. Finally, I know you've been dying. Oh, um, it but drove me nuts. I know that you have a lot more to say. I mean, well, you and I have different things to say about the ending. You go first, because your beef is... Okay, well, ac- he- Well, actually, my beef is first, so let me go first. Okay. So, um, he has the complete 180 reveal of like I've I'm madly in love with you I will commit and I will never look in the direction of other women ever again I mean not sure. not in those words but we'll go with that essentially like that um and they and sleep together they hit it and uh and he's like oh but I have to go to California to stop all the wildfires which you know thank you for your service um <laughs> And I don't think he really can. I don't think he's a real person. Mom, I like to imagine that he was here, you know, shirt off, uh, suspenders like on, because that's, that's the best firefighter <laughs> Fight fires without shirts on. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so. Got that BD energy. <laughs> BD energy. Um, I've gotten mom into that song. <laughs> She loves it. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> you kept derailing me. So they sleep together. He goes off and fights California. Um, fights California. <laughs> yeah. The California war. Single-handedly. <laughs> um, and then while he's gone, she is with her girlfriends. So my beef is the 180. I just really could not buy into that. And I've already mainly talked about that. So that's my main beef. Mom's is at this point. Oh, this is... I was just like, I cannot believe these are supposed to be grown women. Okay, well, first of all, she gets flowers. Not yet. Okay. Don't ruin... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't ruin my story. Sorry, 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 sorry. So they go shopping. She goes shopping with her sister and her friend. Mm -hmm. And she buys a dress for the gala. 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 I think. I mean, like, you say gala. I say gala. I think it's Gala. <laughs> so she buys a dress for the Gala. And, and then, and it's a dress she really likes. And so she's in there and she takes a picture, a selfie in the mirror of the dress. Mm-hmm. So then, and her and Trevor have not been texting very much because she didn't want to seem too clingy. And so she was not pushing herself to text him very often. Mm-hmm. So her and her girlfriends are thinking, she's like, well, maybe I'll send him a picture of me in the dress. And just see what he says. And so, and then her girlfriends are like, absolutely not. And then they fight well, over. Well, one girlfriend is the one that says that it's Mel who says that she should. should. And, and sister is like, no, no you should not. And so they fight over the phone. And in the fight over the phone, she ends up sending him three of the same picture. Which, as mom pointed out, is. You can't do. Not possible. I mean, because you have to go back into your photos, select it, and then send it. 
and then go back into your photos, select it, and then send it. Yeah, I mean, like, the only way is, like, maybe you could copy it and then paste yeah, it. But, but when you're just fighting way. over the phone, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm just trying. I know. I know. So there's that. But, and then the women <clears throat> are, like, mortified that she sent this picture. And I'm thinking, what is the big deal? Just send him a text and say, this is the dress I got for the gala. What do you think? Sorry I sent it three times. Yeah, sorry I sent it three times. I didn't. Now, I have sent a picture multiple times when I've sent it, and then it says it didn't, it didn't go send. through, so you yeah. send it again. I know. So that's why you just say something like that. You're like, oh, sorry. Sorry if it came through a bunch of times, but yeah. it, like I was getting error messages. Yeah. No, whatever. But anyway, yeah, there, I mean, there's a million ways to cover this up. Yeah. But her, her friend said, or I can't remember who said it, her sister or her friend, mm. says, um, just say you meant to send it to me. And so she says, oh, sorry, I sent this to the wrong person, which mm -hmm. is like the worst thing she can say. Yeah. I meant to send, you say, I meant to send this to Mel, who is somebody that he is familiar with. Right. So. It, you give the name yeah. of her sister or Mel and say, yeah. this is, that's who I meant to send it to. Yeah. Or just say, I wanted you to see my dress. I mean, she's literally in a relationship, so to speak, with this. Or if not in a relationship, they're friends. They're friends. They're roommates. Yeah. It's something she would have done before they had sex. She would have sent him a picture and said, hey, look at my dress. But um, then she finds, she hooks, I don't want to say hooks up, but she meets up with this old friend of hers. I don't even want to call it a boyfriend because they were... They kept that... Okay, so I had beef with that, too. The fact that they kept calling him an ex and he was like... She's she, like, this is my ex. She, like, introduces him to somebody as her ex-boyfriend. I'm like, girl, you were, like, 11 when he left. Yeah. Like, you do not call that an ex-boyfriend. Like, you say, this is an old friend of mine or, like, whatever. Right. But he is not an ex-boyfriend. Hello. They were... And they... I'm not even sure they did anything boyfriend girl friendy. No, they didn't. They That's were just friends like, from like kindergarten to you know seventh grade or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. Anyway, so he they they finally like connect and her boyfriend is out of town, so she invites him to go to this be her plus one at this gala, and um, which was like kind of the original plan anyway. So. Which was, but you know what you do? You shoot your boyfriend even though you're not sure he's your boyfriend just shoot him a text and say hey daniel really wants to go to this thing with me i hope it's okay we're just going as friends i let him know that i you know it's nothing more than that we're I have yeah a thing. I, I hope that's okay with you you know just any little thing like that would have completely okay then but that's not even <laughs> i'm getting all worked up um then trevor shows up at the gala. Mm -hmm. He does, he does, oh, and in the meantime, he sent her flowers for, for Valentine's Day. She didn't even check the card. She assumed they for, were from Daniel, not from Trevor, which is a weird thing, but anyway, well, he, Daniel stood her up for a dinner date, and so. I would, okay, so here's the thing. The only, the only way you could have saved the flower thing is if the card got lost. Like, oh, weird, it didn't have a card on it. Like, or even just say, Oh, they arrived when I was leaving. I didn't get a chance, you know. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to look at them, but they're beautiful and thanks. You're you're amazing. Um but here's the deal. So he shows up at this thing. He's just he's received a text of her in her dress that says, I meant to send this to someone else. And now he shows up and she's with some other And dude. she's with another guy. And then he just kind of leaves. Well, and another guy who for a large portion of the book, she's like 
built up in her head as like this is the her, guy I want to take her me to the chance at one true love. Yeah, or and this is the guy that I want to take me to this party and da, 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 da. and so he shows up. She's here with this other guy. She's um, he's already gotten this weird text. And then when he like just turns around to leave, she gets all pissed off at him. And yeah. I'm like, girl, you have no right to be angry. Yeah. And it kind of to the point where then he ends up making the grand gesture. And it's like, uh-uh. Yeah. This is on her, not you. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, he really didn't do anything wrong. She's the one that screwed that whole thing up. Anyway, the whole thing was super frustrating to me, as you can tell. And I was just like, I cannot believe that grown women couldn't have handled this better. See, at, at that point in the book, I was more like... I was more thrown by the him, like, making such a big turn that, like, when that came around, I was just like, more bullshit. (laughs) It was. Um, I don't know. That was kind of where I was with that. Um, And, you know, they... But the whole thing just seemed super immature to me to be a... I mean, just handled so poorly and such bad decisions without... You know, I don't know. It wouldn't have been hard to include him in any of that. And and that would have saved all the problems. Yeah, but as we always say, I know we have to have some problems. So all of that frustrated me. The whole thing was just like, they were like better problems personally. Yeah, but I was Um, reading just going, what is even happening right now? This is the (laughs) dumbest scene ever. Um, And (laughs) they do reunite. They do. And... And he's dressed There's like Flynn Rider, so... Cute. There's that. And um, epilogue and... Epilogue fiancé, but not epilogue baby. Epilogue fiancé. Doesn't have the same rig. No, epilogue baby. Well, yeah. that's because it's two Muppet babies. <laughs> I can't think of a fiancé song, theme song. <laughs> um, <coughs> anyway. Uh, let's talk about sex, baby. Um, so, Whatever. Again, this is the scene where I was like, what is happening? See, this is my what what is happening, is them confessing love to each other. and Well, and then in the meantime, as I've, it has a lot of little scenes that you can tell were just kind of thrown in for comedic effect. Comedic effect, like when she's got the dildo and, it, and then she drops it and... It Which just, didn't even, like, nothing amounted. No, nothing it didn't came out of it. It was just a, a nothing sane. I don't know. It was, anyway. That, but see, that's the kind of stuff where it felt, I mean, like, granted, that wouldn't be in a PG-13 90s rom-com. But, um, but that's the kind of stuff that just felt like, yeah, you know, that kind of nonsense. Um, so when they do have sex, um, I was kind of still like reeling from the big turnabout. Um, but I was happy for her to be getting good sex, uh, because no matter how annoying I may find you, I think every woman deserves a good orgasm. <laughs> a good orgasm. So, you know, that's where the O's, O's come in. I am a, um, you know, proponent for that. So Godspeed. Um, what was your swooniest moment? I think my swooniest moment is when he pulls out the box with all the tidbits from... That was cute. From their um, relationship. It was a um, it was a habit that I didn't necessarily want to support her in. No, and I agree. <laughs> but I, it was something he did purely 
I mean, he obviously thought it was stupid. Yeah. But he did it because he knew that she would think it was yeah, sweet. Cute. Um, I like when he shows up on the date. Yes. Oh, that is a good one. In fact, when I was reading, I was like, oh, this could be my sweetest moment. And then I forgot about it. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot. I just thought that one was good. Yeah, when, when her date doesn't show up. Yeah. And so, however. It's like Dairy Girl. Here's the, here, yeah, it is. Aww. Here's the problem. Another problem I had is she talks about how she doesn't want to, um, she doesn't want to eat by herself because that's what losers do. <laughs> and then she goes to tell the story of this sweet guy who comes into her parents' restaurant and his wife had died. And so he comes all alone all the time. Well, I thought that was why she didn't want, not because people are losers. <laughs> no, she said, Uh-oh. I'll feel like a loser. Here's the, I mean, this will come not as a shock to any of you, but I was kind of skimming this book. <laughs> I was actually maybe like pretty heavily skimming this. And story. Ellen has to say that every week. I'm just <laughs> pointing out. <laughs> um, no, that's not. I didn't. I don't think I skimmed last week. Well, that was what I got out of it. Maybe I misread the whole thing. But she talks about not wanting to feel like a loser eating alone. And then she tells a story about this sweet guy. The couple had been coming to their restaurant forever. And then he would come alone and he would always order his wife's even though Aww. she wasn't there to eat it, and he would yeah. order her her order, too. And I thought, well, that's really sweet. But did you just call him a loser? Because <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Uh, my first thought, too, is, like, what about the food waste? Who's eat? Does he, like, go give that food to somebody? But Or is he just eating two meals? He didn't eat it. He just wasted it. But mm. he bought it for his wife. It was like when Elijah comes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? It's like, it seems like that could be, seems like a waste of money. Kind of like in, um, Sixth Sense, you know, when he's sitting there eating dinner with his wife, but, yeah. <laughs> but he's a ghost. But like, spoiler alert. The thing is, <laughs> but that's the thing is that's, that was one of the clues is that there's no food. There's in front no food of him. in front of him. I know. Anyway. Um, okay. That's what we think. <laughs> Sorry, I really ranted. Um, yeah, mom was... But that one scene really made me crazy. It was like three in the morning when I was finishing that up, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I, well, I literally went back and read some parts, because I'm like, what is even going on? Well, and if you're a Kindle reader, this book does a weird thing. Did you notice? Yeah, at Where like 88%. At 88%, it says, like, book complete, and... And it um, wants you to, you know, it has the rate the, the book thing. yeah and like one, it like tells you it like prompts you to rate the book and so it like is acting full-blown like the, it's the end of the book but i'm like and so it ends on like a chapter and i'm like that can't be the end it wasn't the even book. a chapter it was in the middle of a chapter yeah um but, but uh, you and i read our kindles at very different sizes so maybe <laughs> it was the end of a chapter for you yeah that's very true um but uh so it was weird and then because then I, I was like, oh my gosh, thank God, this is almost over. <laughs> um, but uh, then it wasn't. And it that wasn't. Was kind of still... like, a, gosh, I still have 12% <laughs> of the book left. Um, okay, so on to what you guys think. We first up have a audio recording from Ian. So let's Ooh, hey, hear Ian. from Ian. <laughs> Hi, Ellen. No yomos. Julie, happy Mother's Day. I wish I had 
more happy things to report, but unfortunately this book was just not for me. Aside from a handful of scenes, I basically didn't really enjoy it. I can appreciate a lot of what the author was trying to do. I I support the the diversification of main character traits, um, archetypes in this book, but unfortunately I just couldn't get behind Tara and her personality and her antics. To me, Tara felt like an over-the-top sitcom or musical theatre character, um, but transplanted into sort of cold reality, and the resulting effect was a little bizarre and off-putting. There were a lot of problematic things that she did that were just brushed over. The publicisation of her ex's personal details without notice, the excessive, uh, like, memento collecting, there, there was literal stalking. I just wasn't able to laugh those things off. Trevor was alright. I thought he was a little underdeveloped, especially in the beginning. He was more of a collection of uh, romance hero cliches, um, not really a fully fleshed out character, and I struggled to understand what drew him to Tara. Um, multiple times I thought this book would be improved by the addition of Trevor's point of view. Regardless, I thought that their chemistry overall was a bit flat. I like a good slow burn, but this was just too slow burn for me personally. And by the time things really started happening, I already lost interest and I was basically just reading to get to the end. I wanted more romance, and this felt more like romance to me. Um, the the exes still being a major plot point at like 85% of the book was too much. So yeah, that's, uh, that's me. Um, I hope the author keeps writing, because this was different, and clearly many people connected with this book, but unfortunately I wasn't one of them. Well said, Ian. Well <laughs> said. That's our new catchphrase <laughs> for Ian. Um, yes, I mean, obviously, we were sitting here like, yep, 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 yep. Well, anyone that agrees with me, I'm all in. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I definitely agree with the Trevor stuff. I do, in, and the way you said, uh, collection of romance cliches, yes. That's perfect. Yes. Description. Um, and also agree on the underdeveloped. Um, and what else did he say, Mom, that we were concurring with? Yeah, well, also just Tara in general. Yes, we yeah. obviously agree. Well, and the, you know, the stalking and the, yeah. the publicizing the information... That's the one that I was like, yes, that's exactly what I said, Ian. You and I are on the same wavelength. Yes. So, well said. <laughs> well said. Um, okay. Next up. <laughs> Catherine says, after a slow start, this one ended up being a really like for me. Full, disclo 
full disclosure, I wrote my note when I first read it and it was a love, which I was shocked to see. So I'm downgrading it to a really like. A current trope wave I'm enjoying is the heroine from book one gives bad advice to the book two heroine. And this had it. I agree with that. I agree. Um, loved their hot tub hangouts. Those were cute. And her hospital giving her a full lunch hour instead of expecting her to eat while charting. Work, hashtag work life balance. Yeah, jeez. I can't even imagine not working during lunch. <laughs> um, also, him helping her out at the costume store. Oh, she got her hair yeah. stuck in her bra. Yeah. yeah. Since they had opposite shifts, I would have liked to see more flat chair vibes. Because yes. they, they talked like that's the way it was going to be. Yeah. I work some night shifts and some hallmarks of the night shift are 8 a.m. margaritas and chores in the middle of the week when everyone else is at work, which could have easily been easily spun into rom com moments. Except yeah. I don't know if we want him drinking before he goes to be a fireman. <laughs> or her yeah. before she goes to be a nurse. That's either, true. Either one would be would be problematic. <laughs> um, Cassie says, I liked this. I wasn't so sure to start because the heroine was a bit over the top, but I think I was just in a good mood while reading. So I went with it and enjoyed it. The hero and heroine could have had a bit more chemistry, but overall I thought this was funny and cute and I enjoyed reading it. See, that was case of right book, right, right time. time for Cassie. Where yes. I don't know that I... I'm in the same situation. <laughs> Kayla says, I really enjoyed overall. Swooniest moment was when Trevor comes to the restaurant because Tara was being stood up. Uh-huh. I'm glad the contacts with X, each X didn't take over the entire book because I just wanted more grumpy Trevor. But see, I feel like it did. It took up too much. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, Victoria comes through. <laughs> Sorry to be the negative one. It's okay, Victoria. <laughs> Come, come come to the dark side because yeah, we were pretty negative. <laughs> um, but I didn't DNF, but I can't say I enjoyed it. I haven't read the first book in the series, but I doubt I it it had it had mm, it did. How do you? S I know that's a word. I doubt it it had it it would is what it is. Yeah, it had have made a difference. I never got into the story and didn't buy into their chemistry at all. I found Tara annoying from the start mm -hmm. and didn't really see why they'd be into each other. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get past her obsessive and stalkerish ways mm -hmm. and kept wondering if the guys she was reaching out to weren't easily following her whole plan on her profile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are exes for a reason. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Also, who was cleaning that communal hot tub? Hot tubs are disgusting, and having sex in them is just bad. <laughs> that was my exact thought. <laughs> and here he was such a germaphobe, and just the thought of having sex in a communal hot tub, just, gosh, oh, that's, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's got a <coughs> urinary tract infection written all over it. Um. Anna says, I liked the way this novel made fun of itself and romance tro tropes. It was definitely funny at times, and I liked the irony of Tara hating the playboy romance trope while being embroiled in it. I struggled to believe that Trevor fell in love with Tara the moment he heard her voice through the door. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> because he just finished banging someone else in the kitchen after Tara had walked in on them. So I can't imagine he'd be in the headspace to fall in love. And after that, he kept bringing women home and having loud sex with them that Tara could hear, but that was never mentioned slash acknowledged slash explained or apologized for. Or maybe I just missed that part. Or maybe I'm just overly sensitive to not wanting to hear a roommate's sexcapades, regardless of how I feel about them romantically. I didn't feel much connection between them throughout most of the book, and then it seemed like there was a lot of backfilling to make it seem like they had made sense. But I do love me a good hot tub session. Um, yes, Anna. On all points. Yes, but don't have it in a public hot tub. <laughs> um, yes, but I totally agree, obviously, with... Um, the him falling in love. Right. Because it's like, when? Yeah. Point, point. And, and that point. he was still bringing, if he's so in love with her, why is he still bringing women home? Point me in the direction of when you are falling in love with her, please. Thank, please and thank you. Um, Elizabeth says, I wasn't a fan of this one. I read book one last year and loved it. This one, not so much. I just didn't really feel like there was much chemistry or connection between Tara and Trevor. I did enjoy the banter, but I could see them more as friends than lovers. I did like the, the writing. It was easy to read and funny. I will admit I loved the meeting scene. Oh, like that meeting? Like with the... Oh, when he, when she walked in on having sex? I guess. I don't know. Um... I, and I will agree with that. The writing, she is a fun writer. And she has, like, funny prose. I don't necessarily know that I love the, like, some of the moments that happen that are supposed to be funny, but her turn of phrase is funny. Yes. I is agree. that fair? Yes. Very fair. Okay. Ruthie says, I liked it. Love that she was the clinging over the top character and ultimately she didn't actually change. Trevor loved her as she is. I thought her love the one I'm with vibe was annoying, but I really loved even more that the author ultimately made us accept that as a part of who made her who she is instead of a character flaw. I'm going to read book one now. Um, while I agree with that, I do think that she could have stood to realize some of the error in her ways. <laughs> there were definitely errors being made. Mm -hmm. uh, Marlene just chimed in with a, I really enjoyed this book. So there's another positive that's going to be upset with us. Sorry. Um, Sorry, here, everybody. Here comes Jill. It. Jill says, so I DNF'd this at 80%, which is saying something. I read it a couple months ago, so I don't really remember what was the trigger for the DNF. Probably a book I was looking forward to just became available at the library, so I gave this one the boot. I just remember not liking the main character, and overall the to tone felt very juvenile she to probably me. probably got to that scene where the girls are fighting over the phone. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably around 80%. I wasn't a fan of the book author's first book as well. I don't remember why, because I do suffer from the book Amnesia. Jill, join us. <laughs> um, Karen says, I have mixed feelings about this one. It was a quick, light read. I can relate to an over-the-top needy heroine who wants her own HEA, as do, I think, somewhat all of 
That's romance Everybody readers. does. And I love that Trevor loved her just as she was. I also felt like some of her more stalkery behavior was not at all cute or endearing. And also there is being eternally hopeful and not toning yourself down for others. And then there is being totally unable or will, unwilling to pick up signals or read a situation. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, sometimes Tara was so clueless it was hard to buy it. Uh-huh. Trevor had some really swoony moments, but especially given the trauma of his childhood, I feel like he was maybe too perfect. Overall, I was not blown away, but I did like it. It seems the group is divided about hot tub sex. I'm on the side that finds it icky, especially in a shared hot tub on the roof. Thank you. Yeah. Lori says, I listened to this one a while ago, and while I've forgotten most details, I can remember how much I absolutely came to hate the heroine. (laughs) (laughs) I kept thinking that she would grow up and become less self-centered and awful. Nope. By the end, I was really not enjoying the book at all, but I slogged through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Ian called this a romance, and we did say, like, "Mm," except that neither of them grow Grow at all. There's no, like, never. I mean, maybe he does, but even that, we don't, like, see it at all. Into a grown-up. Yeah. Um... Marissa says, I really loved Set on You so much and was so excited for this one, but I found Tara to be a little crazy and a lot whiny. Trevor was good, but didn't have enough character development. Uh, Their chemistry felt forced to me. Such bummer, but I'll definitely try her next book. Um, Fernanda says, I strongly liked this book. I think it was even better than Amy Leah's debut, Set on You. I really enjoyed the writing. The characters were super cute together and their banter was my favorite thing about reading this. Tara was funny and I loved how open she was about wanting to find love and being okay with who she was. I liked that their relationship was slowly built up and that there wasn't an instant connection slash attraction between them. The romance was not forced but I think I wanted to see more of them actually being in a relationship. When they finally got together they started having issues the very next day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also all the Taylor Swift and Sons of Anarchy references were highly appreciated. I, mean, I did like the pop culture references. I, and I did like the Taylor Swift reference. I knew you would, Ellen. Um, it was it was just me or this book was too similar to the Chris Evans I yeah and Anna Ferris movie, What's Your Number, where a clingy and crazy girl tracks down all her exes with the help of her hot neighbor, or in this case, her hot roommate. I did make that connection, and the funny thing about me making that connection is I've never seen that movie. I've never seen it either. But I did know it was her tracking down her exes and um Chris Evans being her neighbor, mainly because, I mean, I don't want to get into the semantics, but I have seen that scene where he's, um, not fully clothed, not fully clothed. I've seen that scene as well. (laughs) (laughs) How is that possible, Ellen? We haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen that scene. (laughs) I don't, I mean, literally, I think it was, it popped up on my, uh, like some sort of Algorithm. Algorithm is like this girl needs to see Chris Evans and in I a towel. Like, You're right. Isn't that right? He's in a he's in a towel. Like he just got. No, the it's like, but then he like loses it. Yeah, some, it goes away at some point in time. Um, yeah. I mean, my algorithm is just very aware. Like, <laughs> she's gonna like this. And she's... I was like, and I stopped watching. <laughs> so they were like, I knew it. <laughs> they were probably arguing. Oh, she's not gonna take the time. No, I know her. She's, no, she's. I'm gonna... telling you, she's going to. She's and gonna then, like this. And then like. Oh, what's this? <laughs> and they're like, I called it. Disney, it. Disney needs to make a movie of our algorithms in our computers. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, oh, yeah, like inside out. Yeah, like inside out. But, you know, it's our algorithms fighting over what we want to see on our computers. <laughs> um, 
Angela says, this was cringy, predictable, and forgettable. I listened to this on audiobook or else I would have DNF'd. The first scene when Tara walks in on Trevor having sex, then proceeds to hide in a bathroom until she's lured out by Cheetos. What were so insanely cringe. Um, I thought Tara was a crazy person with her box of mementos and the ending was so cliche. Do people really get flowers and not check who they're from? No. No. They don't. They do not. For the record, Angela. At least from this camp, we think (laughs) no. Why do romance novels perpetuate this? I like the premise of the trio weightlifting social media influencer women ending up with hot firefighters, but the execution wasn't good in my opinion. And I will say also that that's another problem that I have with the... um, plot of him making this full 180 is that I feel like it's unrealistic to the point where it's only perpetuating the stigma that romance books already have of being like uh, cliche ideal wish fulfillment like I can fix him this playboy with commitment phobic issues is going to fall so madly in love with me that he's going to drop everything about his life and just immediately like want to commit and have babies with me. Everyone likes reformed Drake, Ellen. I'm just saying like, I mean, and I don't, I'm not usually one that has a problem with reformed rakes as a trope, but I feel like this is an example of where we get our bad yeah. stigma from. Well, was it Ian that said that it's just full of cliches? I mean, this book is just yeah. full of... Yeah. Um, Angela, well said. I agree with basically everything. In fact, I read this earlier and I showed it to mom because I was like, look, she gets it. She gets it. She gets us. Um, finally, we have Gail who says, this was my first book by this author and I'm going to give this a like. I listened to it, which is the only reason I got through it, I think. Oh, wow. That's a common theme. Um, I liked that both characters had to, had stuff to work through. I can't say I entirely bought the premise that Trevor fell instantly in love with Tara. No, but I did like the little ways Trevor showed care and concern for Tara as they were becoming friends. The plot was quite predictable, but Tara's interactions with her exes were somewhat humorous. I loved seeing Tara and her grandmother live stream together. I could have had more of that. I loved Trevor's care for his niece. Yeah, that was cute. And the princess party. Yeah, Yeah. that was cute. Um, And Trevor's obsessive need to alphabetize books. I'm not going to lie. My swooniest moments were pretty much every time Trevor brought Tara Cheetos, especially the time he grabbed the Halloween ones from the firehouse for her. Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) cute. This definitely won't be my favorite of the year, but it made for an enjoyable listen while I did projects around the house. Yeah. Well, I nearly threw my Kindle across the room. (laughs) (laughs) So mom's going to disagree on that, Cal. Um, No, like I said, I was fine and I was into it. And then that one scene, and I was just like, this is so dumb. Yeah. Um, Mom, final thoughts? Um, Hopefully I like the next one better. (laughs) Um, Yeah. On that on that note we um have one more book uh and then we have the free for all so this week be on the lookout because i'm going to be posting our abbreviated summer schedule well and we were trying to figure out stuff we're trying to get dylan on the show again and so yes so there's a lot there's a lot of things in the works yes so 
Um, hopefully we have some, some fun stuff, even with our abbreviated summer. Um, final thoughts. Sorry to those of you who felt differently than we did, but hopefully you can at least see where we're coming from and yeah. recognize that we're right. Often Ellen and I like feel differently. We feel stronger one way or the other, but on this one, I think we are pretty much in agreement that yeah. it wasn't our favorite. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we usually agree, but usually like one of us feels more strongly in the direction of which way we're agreeing. That's, that's true. You're right. Because, I mean, like we... We're essentially the same person. I don't love that as Except a statement. I'm wiser. Mm. <laughs> Except I'm, you I'm, didn't know what spilled the tea meant. Older, so. I'm older and wiser. Well, that's not a wisdom thing. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a millennial Gen Z thing. Yeah. Okay. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on X's and O's by Amy Leah. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, which I never update, our Twitter and our Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. Next week on May 22nd, we'll be chatting about Just My Type by Fallon Ballard. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.